0: all right so we uh let's let's get into uh the message today, which is of course stuck in time stuck in time and uh just a a brief review overview or uh something to restimulate restimulate us uh I had first taught this message in um New Jersey at a memorial um you know this was really meditating on what I was supposed to share as I was uh uh, driving out to New Jersey, and uh, the Lord had revealed this message to me. But He had kind of showed me uh, my mother's heart and how, if she were, if she was here today, if she could share, uh, she would tell us in hindsight, uh, "Don't get stuck in time. Don't get stuck in time." And you know, and as I was reflecting on it, I was reflecting on all the different situations where we get stuck. We get stuck in time. You know, either through Unforgiveness through intoxications, through um, uh, weakness or whatever, or, or just just uh, a losing sight. All right, so so let's let's start off here in Philippians. No, let's start off here in Psalm ninety. Let's start in Psalm ninety, then we'll go to Philippians three. Psalm ninety and Philippians three. Good evening, everybody. I, I apologize, I didn't say that. Love being here with family all right so psalm uh 90 and we'll start at verse 12 it says so uh uh this is david talking to the lord so so teach us to number our days so 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 when you when you see something to number our days it's being intentional with every day it says what that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom so if I'm really attentive and paying attention and focusing on each and every day of my life, what the scripture is saying is each day is going to place a demand on me, and, a, and that's going to have me place a demand on wisdom. And so as I, was, uh, you know, as I always pray for the inter- intercessors, the fact that you stand in the gap and you're praying for other people it places a demand on you to place a demand on God, but that same virtue or power and peace, presence, whatever you're praying for other people, it has to go through to you to impact them. So it's the same thing. If if we're intentive in our days as God wants us to do, we put us on this earth, and as uh, the 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 uh, the heirs uh, Praise Team pray, uh, sang on Sunday, "Order My Steps," uh, it's been ringing through my head all week here. Um. So if God's ordering our steps, so, so he wants us to be attentive and he wants us to pull on the wisdom necessary for us to navigate through these different places in our life. All right, so we're going to have to see some things a little different to keep that momentum, basically. And let's go uh, Philippians 3. Let's look at Philippians 3, and we'll do uh, familiar passages here at the church. Philippians 3, 8. It says, Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, the anointed one and the anointing. It says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the anointed one and the anointing, the righteousness which is of God by faith. It says, that I may know him, be intimate with him, and the power of his resurrection um, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. It says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. You know, so I'm not overconfident here. It says, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend. So I'm moving towards something. For that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So if I think I've already apprehended, I've already arrived, or I've already finished, you know, that's going to stifle me. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm, for lack of better words, I'm retired, right? I'm retired from apprehending. This is what this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. So whatever accomplishments whatever good or bad or tragic or triumph. It says, I'm forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are, be- which are before. I press toward, press towards forward, the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm, I'm moving. I have a momentum, right? So I'm moving past hurt. I'm moving past pain. I'm moving past uh, achievement I'm constantly moving towards Harmonizing or communing Communing with God And you know I was thinking through uh, uh, As I was meditating on this uh, I forgot the teaching I might have did the teaching On my wife or someone here But as we were uh, uh, Chiming in at the end It was a Wednesday night uh, Venetia made a statement She says imagine if Jesus got stuck And didn't resurrect so imagine if he just got stuck in his process to going through everything he went through, stripes, uh, we talked about this on Sunday, stripes, cross, uh, all, the, whatever he had to do. Imagine if he got stuck. You know, imagine if he, he got uh, caught up in the hype. I mean, because, I mean, think about it, you know, before, think about it before <laughs> before he uh uh before he even got to the cross you know you you, you have to realize you know you, he the miracle of feeding five thousand the miracle of feeding seven thousand walking on water uh the coming to town you know Palm Sunday we know Palm Sunday they put down the palms and and they were uh shouting uh Hosanna, Hosanna, the Lord Most High. Like, you know, just there was a lot of praise. He could have just said, I'm just gonna ride this out. I'm doing miracles. You know, like like some of us, like we we'll just if lo, lo, Lord knows if one miracle was done through us, like you pray for somebody and the and the person's actually healed. You know, some people will stop right there, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, you know, I pray for uh, you know, such and such and they got healed. Yeah, the Lord uses me in the area of healing, you know. Yeah. I'm pretty anointed in that area. It's like one person, you know, like, and it's it's not you; it's the Christ in you that, that Jesus is the healer. We're not the healer, or Lord, Lord knows if you preach a sermon and everybody's moved and people are excited and and you change. Oh, my life has changed ever since I heard that one sermon that Trina preached. My whole life has changed. Like I, I can't I, I can't function. Like every time I every I just think about that all the time. Uh, you get your testimony? Well, you know that one time when Trina was preaching. You know, uh, that breakthrough changed my whole life. Well, and that's great, but God has so much more lives to be impacted by Trina's preaching, right? It's not over. Like, it's not. And see, and that's the thing. Jesus could have got caught up. Jesus did a whole lot more than we did before the resurrection. (laughs) He, He did a whole lot more than we're doing now, right? Before there was any resurrection and he has all power. Look at what he did just depending on God. Because that's what he was doing It wasn't that Jesus was sweet He was actually Getting up, going to the mountain Praying to God, pulling on God's power And by faith Believing God Living in a human body That's what he did before there was any Power So he was showing us how to live right? So he showing us how to live He was like, listen, don't get stuck In the things that you're doing Trying to pull on heaven on earth there's something for you when you become heaven on earth. Like he said, don't just get stuck, right? He said, just keep moving, and that's what we're gonna have to do. Um, and we have to get past some things. We have to get beyond some things, as we've been talking about. And so, so this is this is the other thing. We can't get stuck in, with uh, in our minds. So strongholds, like we can't. Like most of us are not physically stuck, we're mentally stuck. Very few of us are physically stuck; we're mentally stuck, and it's it's, it's amazing how. I'm saying this respectfully. It may, it's amazing how, if if you lean to the world, and they really had a chance to diagnose most of us, they would uh, they would probably uh, recommend psychiatry or you know <laughs> or. Uh, social, somebody, you know, you need to talk to somebody because you got an issue, right? Because we know better and don't do better at times, right? Like how many of us have said, man, I need to stop that. I, I know, I know. Like, go ahead, you can raise your hand because you, you know you done, done it, right? So well, we've done it, but then we actually do the very thing that we know we're not supposed to do, right? And so what is, what's going on there? There's a stronghold, uh, there's a soul tie. There's a, um, there's a fear that we've allowed to paralyze us because uh, me and my wife was talking and we were talking about somebody close to us. And I said, well, depression is just afraid. And then she made the comment. She says, well, I think they're afraid not of what God can do. They're afraid of what they've been doing and their inability to stop it. So, so so what I want to sh- what I want to put on the table is none of us can stop it. This, uh, let's, let's let's break this reality down. Not one of us can stop doing the things that are displeasing to God without Christ. It says apart from Him we can do nothing. It says God will work in us to willing to do His good pleasure. We we went through that in a discipleship class, disciples personality, right? Philippians two. He'll work in us to willing to do his good pleasure. It says, now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask to think according to what? The power that worketh in us. We got to yield to the power in us. Now let's see, our head tells us, I can't do it. Well, your head is telling you the truth. You can't. But don't stop Don't Get stuck in what your head just said. Take it into the spirit. and saying, hey, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4.13, right? See, so apart from him, I can do nothing, so I'm going to yield to him, the Holy Spirit. He's working in me to work, to willing to do God's good pleasure. So every time you, you say to yourself, I can't, oh, but he can't, right? So each time you're saying, oh, I got to yield to him more. When I get worn uh, 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 warrant that lately, there's been a whole lot going on. So when I'm worn out, you know, I, I just pray more. I just, I just get into the Word more. I just press more because I know I need to dive deeper as 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 a uh, uh the play they posted the play uh uh today yesterday one day this week <laughs> I think it was today I'm not sure I think it's today but 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 uh Z was dancing to deeper and 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 so I was was looking at it. I was looking at all her motions and it was like deeper like I uh, he's calling me deeper in him like 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 uh, the this, this song says This can't be it God is so much bigger than this Yes God is But you gotta go You gotta go deeper You have to apprehend That which is trying to apprehend you What's trying to apprehend you Is exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think But we get We get stuck I think about like You know when you you stuck for a long time Just believing in God Stuck you know you just barely getting by You know you're hustling you know, it seemed like uh, you're not robbing, you're robbing and beating up Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> you know, like you, you know, cause you know, you rob Peter, but Peter don't really, you stole from him, he ain't really know. Uh, no, but when you beat him up, you beating him up and you're trying to punk him to extort him, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like to pay Paul. So think about that, but then you finally, you get that breakthrough. But, but something in your mind says that's it. So now you now now all of a sudden uh you take 25 vacations uh you're buying everything uh that you see because something told you this is it so I remember a, a family member of mine got out of an institution and we would have lunch but they would try to eat everything available around that time and we'd be like, oh it's okay like it's like it's okay like you know you can eat later but what? In, they they were thinking institutional. In an institution, there's limits. Like even in college, like you can't eat when you want to. You eating from six to seven thirty. After seven, now, now now think about. Imagine us right now. We can only eat from six to seven thirty. What would we do when it's time to eat? <laughs> you probably be stuffing stuff in your in your purse. Like you got the little big uh, uh, book bag over there, putting stuff in your book bag, saving it for later, right? Because we be eating all times of the night, right? That's the amen. I know how, amen. <laughs> you know how we do. Even though we say, I'm not eating after 830. Yeah, right. Right. But my point is, if you only had a limit of when you could eat, you would feel a little desperate when you had the opportunity or feel like, well, I don't know when I'm going to eat again, or at least I'm not eating till tomorrow morning. Right? So so this person would be desperate. But this, this life that God has for us, what he's saying is, when I give you something that ain't it. You don't have to like consume all of it. Like at the time, it ain't it. Like like I'm just look. This is just a uh, what do you call it? like a uh, a sprinkle. Now, now there's a showers coming. But if you don't if you don't handle the sprinkle right, you'll never experience the showers. Don't get stuck in the sprinkle is what he's saying, right? Like don't don't think this is it. I'm so much bigger than this. But 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 I need you to come a little deeper, right? All right, so just keep that in mind as we keep going. So we got to get past the strongholds. We get stuck in strongholds. Uh, I was listening to uh, Ed talk, and he said his uh, word for the year was attention. <laughs> right? right that's like, like attention. Say, say, so. You can't get stuck if you're if you're present. The only way you can get stuck is if you're not present. Like you're not here. Like you're not. You're not recognizing the next step. You're not hearing the next move, right? Because you're stuck. You're caught up. And see, and that's why the adversary attaches uh, uh, people and situations in your life to cloud you. And think about how sometimes you spend all your time dealing with their drama. And why you, like every day is their drama. But what the, what, you stuck. You don't even realize it. You're going through the same cycle over and over and over again. You know, a person trip, They flip. Uh, they dip, uh, you know, and they sipping. And then you go, all right, see, uh, yeah, see, I try to tell you, you need to handle me better or treat me better. Then you go, ah, I don't have nothing to do with you, all right? Then you do that for a couple weeks, and then you start all over again. Then you do that for a couple weeks, you start all over again. What's happening? You ain't moving. You stuck. That's why the adversary tried to get them in your life, right, to weigh you down so you be stuck. So you keep playing off of them and you're not playing off of the next best step from here and the next best step from here and the next best step from here. Creating a momentum in your life. It's trying to slow down your momentum. Okay, so if that doesn't work, he says, what I'll do is I'll, I'll throw in tradition. I'll get you, instance, when you first get exposed to tradition, you're not complying at all because you don't know all the codes, like you don't know all the, you know, the rules. And then you feel like you're, you're, you're an outcast and tradition works real well in um, uh, with people that are insecure, or with people that's been uh, has dif- dysfunctional families because you are working that you become a part of. Like you're striving to, to become. Now you're already a part of the body, but 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 since you can't see God, you work to be a part of these things. So you jump over all the ho- hoops, all the hurdles. And then you master the hurdles and the hoops to a point where now you almost look look at the other people like you haven't reached this level of acquiring my status in this tradition. And then it, we deal with it in in, in uh, uh, fraternities, sororities, and stuff like that too. But it's all like, yeah, you have you know uh, you know because I pledged, so yeah, you ain't go through the ordeal I went through. And then you know I'm, I'm I-, I pledged in 19. 19- uh, spring of 81 so this is back well it's true it's back when it was hazing you know like you know i i know people now they you know just pay your dues sign up and you you're a part of, <laughs> you're a part of the fraternity and stuff like that so now i don't think like this but there's a time when i would think like oh man yeah you uh we call them skaters that's what we call them we call them skaters skaters were people that really didn't go through the the uh the initiation, the, the grueling initiation of becoming a part of the fraternity. You know, so a lot, a lot of top athletes, you know, they were like, because they was top athletes, they was always traveling. So we go, oh, they, he's, oh yeah, he skated in. <laughs> yeah, like he skated in. And so you can almost do that with every level of your life, with family. If everybody's not compliant like you are, you can go, oh, they, they skating. Yeah, they, they haven't gone through nothing. When you get through my level and you've gone through my hoops, then I'll have respect for you. Almost like a, one of the top basketball players, I was almost going to say his name. I didn't. Guy came up to us and said, could you help me? You uh, training me. You know, I want to be great like you. Man, talk to me when you get some, 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 some games under your belt, some experience under your belt. Well, how are you going to get the experience? <laughs> right? So we do this with tradition and religion and different things like that. We create all these hoops. Why? Because it's our significance. Right. But guess what? We, what we don't realize is the person trying to get over the hoop is stuck because they're trying to keep up with your standards, not God's. And you've been stuck for years because your value, you've stopped at, I've met all the quiet requirements of the tradition and the religion, not I've, re, I've met all the obedience that leads to my fulfillment. They say that like it's all a distraction. And can't nobody tell you nothing different. But I guarantee you, if you step back, if you pull a, the veil back, you'll see why you've been stuck. Because, because you're asking yourself, what's happening? How come I'm not experiencing that? Because what's most important to you is what you've been stuck in and what you've paid the most price for. But you're not willing to take a loss for that to get what God has for you. So he said, that's how we get stuck. Right, all of, I mean, all of us, we've been stuck at different times, and God is saying, you know, especially when we talk about new beginnings on Sunday. Hey, hey, can we, can we can we reset this thing and do it the right way, and really get what I have for you? All right, so we're gonna have to let go of some things to get out of getting stuck, and and as Ed said in his um uh his uh, vision for this year, we gotta be, we gotta pay attention, right, right. I, so, so uh, the scripture tells us uh, uh, we read it in um, in the New Beginnings, uh, Isaiah uh, forty three nineteen. God is you know doing a new thing, but he talks about rivers in the desert. And and and, and see when I see when I when I, I I'm a visual guy, you know I'm an art guy, visual guy. Rivers in the desert is a flow where things were dead. There's a flow. See so, see when you're stuck things are dead when, you're, when you when you when when something's unstuck things start to flow right things start to flow so the blessings the favor like you, something things will be happening in your night, life it would be too much it just be going so fast it just be too much and you know what's the temptation the temptation is to control it like right? no as opposed to no god doesn't want it stuck he doesn't want it controlled he wants you to he wants you to jump in the river and just let it flow right he wants you to let it flow And that's what we're going to have to do Let's look here in uh, Proverbs 6 Proverbs 6 So we got strongholds That get us stuck We got unforgiveness and bitterness And, and religion, tradition Um, all, You know These things get us stuck uh, and, when, and I use Religion, tradition and all these different hoops Because it, it gives us A false sense of security Like it like, like the thing is, I'm, I'll, I'll be. Uh, this is like one of my intangibles. I, I'm not looking for to be secure a man. So, so man, forget all the accolades. Like, I'm. I've been afforded accolades, or, or you could say, uh, people. Oh man, I see you did such and such. You know, from sports to you know, uh, growing up in ministry. You know, I've been doing ministry for a long time. Um, but I, I can't park there. Like I moved past there so fast. Why? Because I never want to not need God. See, if I had the badge, why would I even be tempted to need God? Because I feel like I arrived, right? Like I've reached a certain status. I've gone through uh, schooling. and I, I know the word. Uh, I'm accepted in this particular culture. I, I'm hanging with the big dogs, Tina. I hang with the big dogs, like they know me. You know what I'm saying? Like if I get caught up in that, I'ma lose sight of what God has for me, and I don't never want to do that. I have, fr- I have, oh, yeah. Well, I'll say it. I have friends. I have people that you know I've been, I've been allowed to uh, counsel, and that's what the goal is. The goal, like, listen, man, stop. Don't rest in this. There's so much more, and I can tell you, you know. It seems like it's all there is at the time. But it has a shelf life, the accolades, the prey. I know the people that's been praised and they thought they're walking on cloud nine. And out of nowhere, time goes by. People die off. Uh, situations change. They find somebody else that's doing it better. And they forget all about you. And then the person's like, "But hey, 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 I'm over here. Like, like at a blink of an eye though. That's how the world is. The world is not against you. The world always needs something new and shiny. And there's always gonna be somebody look better, can do it better. Jump through more hoops. Guess what? Person got more clout than you. At one time you had the clout. But now this other person has more clout so now you find yourself keeping up and making sure everybody know, hey, Tanya, now back in the day, I had clout. Like you spend all your time like reminding people of where you've been as opposed to being where you're supposed to be. You see how I'm saying like you're so many like we keep going back to hey hey back in the day. Like like honestly, even some of the things I've done, like like y'all don't know and y'all don't care. <laughs> Cause that I means it's not really doing nothing for you now. And at first when I, I remember I used to come home uh, transparently, in the early years, I say, like, "Babe, I, like I ministered five times this week. Like that was like that. I <laughs> was like, you know, because I'm I'm a growing minister. So I was like, hey, man look, look. I remember ministering on campus twice. I got to minister in service. You know, I got to minister over. here. It's like, wow. Or if, if I did like chapel with one of the the pro sports things, I did chapel with such and such today. You know, like." It, at the time, you know, I'm young. I'm like, look, 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 I'm, look, babe, babe, babe. I'm growing up in this thing. I'm coming up in this thing. Like, like, look at the opportunity. Man, I, I, I was privileged. I felt good when I, when I did uh, I did the invocation at a realist breakfast. for the realtors or whatever. I, I felt privileged to do that. I was doing a Bible study at, or for AT&T. Yeah, I, everything. I was just, hey, hey, babe, guess what? Man, I don't be thinking of all that stuff now. And actually, don't nobody care. <laughs> keep it real, don't nobody care. Like, it, you understand? Like, it cute and keeping it real, I don't know if too many people cared at the time. <laughs> I mean, we cared. <laughs> you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, God's, God wants us to get beyond that stuff. I saw another uh, major, major key to us getting stuck, which I know we're going to re- relate to, even though we may not want to hear it, um, is lazy. So let's go to uh, Proverbs. I told you I'd to go to Proverbs 6 already, didn't I? And I never even turned there. So Proverbs 6, I know this is familiar, you know, uh, especially since we got all these, the, we, these ants that we be trying to, you know, the ants got us on alert. Hey, don't drop that crumb. We don't want the ants marching in here, right? So Proverbs 6, let's start here. Uh, verse six. It says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which having no God or overseer or ruler provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth food in the harvest. It says, How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When when wilt thou arise out of thy sleep? Key words sleep and arise out of sleep. It says, Yet a little sleep, key word there again is sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands. So it's talking about a progression. Little sleep, little slumber, little folds of hands because the, the initial focus is, hey, I'm just gonna chill a little bit, right? No one's like saying, I'm gonna live here. It, the initial focus is I'm visiting here. You understand? Know like I'm Like I'm, I'm, hey, 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 been working hard, Ed. I'm gonna visit taking a break. But in some cases the visit, it becomes like <laughs> a permanent vacation, right? All right, this is little, little folding of hands right to sleep. It says, uh, verse 11, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. So, so it says the slow four are stuck in a stupor. So what God is trying to say is awake out of that stupor out of being slow you like, like, listen, because there's been, a, 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 you know, I've been ex- afforded the opportunity to experience some of these things. It's easy to get stuck in lazy. Like, 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 how many times do we go, man? I need to work out. Listen, it ain't like a whole lot of incentive or excitement to go work out because it hurt, <laughs> right? And then you, you, you rather just chill, like, like, like you, you know. I mean, you know, I, I played this morning, so then after I play, I said, well, let me just go because I I still got some stuff to finish this week to lift, so. I just did bench, and I said, "Well, okay. The only thing I got left this week is legs." I so I did one drill, and then I tried to do the other one. But to do the other one, I had to I do these uh, dumbbell squats with this hundred-pound weight. I went down five times. I said, "No, well, we going home. We out," because my arms couldn't take holding the the the, the weight because I just did the the bench, right? So I was like. Now, now I probably could have done another drill, I was like, no, we gone. Now we just do this tomorrow or something, but I right, listen, I don't had enough. You know, like I'm done. And But see, that's the reality of working out. It's not like it's exciting, but why was I doing it? Because I have to do it. Why did I run them hills? Man, I I'm I'm, that's another thing I do not like doing at all. Cause it seemed like it seemed like I'm starting over every time I'm, I'm going to hell. Come on, man, is it shouldn't it be a little more pop in this thing? I've, I've done this already. No, 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 it's not what I'm saying. Is and then there's times because of my schedule. I'm just take a break working out, I'm just take a little break. I need a break, and then I got my wife and Karen and everybody I know. You just need to take a break, so then I'll take a break. But my body be like. Well, let's take a little longer break. Then my mind go, ho, ho, ho. Listen, I I feel the body, but you probably take, need to take a little longer break. Man, just chill. And before you know it, you know, took a break, gaining weight. Then now you 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 look in the mirror and be like, ah, ha. It's <laughs> not the way I want things to be rolling right now. Right? But it's a progression, a little folding of hands. Like it's just it's just, it's subtle. So you gotta as A as as AIDS vision states, you gotta stay attentive to work out. You can't just be slip you can't be slipping. And then again, you can't be trying to look at trying to see, progressively we start working out, right? Come on, y'all. Yeah, that's amen. Like, 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 listen, like this, new beginnings, right? We gotta embrace the truth. It's progressive. But why do we wanna get back to where we were the next day. You know, like like when I work out, so I work out for a week, and I'll be like, well, I, you know, this is discouraging because I don't see no results. You didn't get, in that, get where you're at in a week. It, it, was a, it was a process. So it takes a process to get where you want to be. And, and don't focus on the process. Just keep the, taking the next best step from where you are. Just decide I'm, I'm shifting my lifestyle to working out. Not, I got a goal to get back to the shape that I used to be in. That is not going to work. You can't focus on the shape you want to be in. You just got to say, this is my new lifestyle now. I work out now. Because just like eating, like it's, it's a lifestyle, right? You ain't going, well, I got a goal to make sure I eat. <laughs> no, you eat because it's your lifestyle. Make Just make working out part of your lifestyle. And sometimes you're going to be consistent. Sometimes you're going to be inconsistent, but you're always going to be mindful. This is what I do. I work out. Right? And this is what this is saying. This is saying, don't get stuck in not living. See, the slow fool are not living. They're not motivated. I know some people that just sleep all day, every day. That's what they do, sleep. Because you know why? It's easy to do. There's no resistance to sleep. Your body trying to die think about it i'm fifty six years of age it's aging every day if you let if you, if you just yield to your body your body just start, hey listen i want to simulate what i want to do anyway die I'm aging now we can't this. <laughs> we can't trust that guy he ain't gonna do nothing and you're gonna be stuck right and then it's gonna uh it's going to start to affect your mind. That's when you become carnal-minded, fleshly-minded, right? And then uh, let's do here Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. And uh, we're going to progressively get into really what I want to get into, but I'm just setting the stage for this. We'll probably do it next week or next couple of weeks. um, Because what's happening is, we're getting stuck in, in immaturity, we're getting stuck in insecurity, we're getting stuck in fears. Um, think about it, some of us are still playing off of the statement that was made to us ages ago. Man, you, you'll never know nothing. Or let's say like you're in a situation where uh, you may not know, but the person was hired to be your supervisor. So you figure supervisor knows more than you, or at least they're supposed to. And the person recognizes you know more than them. But ain't nobody gonna let you know. And if you're dealing with low self-esteem, what they'll do is convince you, you shouldn't even have this job. Where your degree at? Now you don't know how they got their degree. You don't know if somebody took the tests for them. They could have paid somebody to take the test for them. I know some guys, they ain't take no tests in school. The girls took the test. So that person is now your supervisor. That guy is now your supervisor. Somebody been taking all their tests. They don't even know the information. And they're trying to hustle around it. And the more you show you know what to do, the more they're gonna look bad. So now they gotta convince you you stupid. And if you have low self esteem, you believe you stupid, right? That's the whole goal. Like the whole, it's a hustle. It's, it's a whole goal. And this is the thing: that person's stuck. but since you can't see or you're not attentive, you can't see that they're stuck. They're immature. They're, they're insecure. They're afraid to be exposed. But you're playing off of what they're telling you. You see, you see, it's like we got we to gotta get beyond that. Like, like you know, as, as we grow and we grow as a family, what I realize is, man, just some people, they never try. It's not like they can't do. They just never try. And no one ever told them, there's nothing you can't do. All you got to do is try. There's no, it don't make a difference how old you are. It's just when you decide in your mind, I'm willing to do that and then go through being uncomfortable for a while or making some mistakes or being uncertain, feeling like, man, I really need God every minute of every hour to even do this. Because think about it, sometimes we only apply for jobs that we can do, that we believe we can do. What about applying for a job that you've never done and then learning how to do it? See, now I could be obedient, right? Because I'll go wherever God sends me versus go where I think I'm going to be comfortable. Oh, go where God sends me versus going where I think I'm going to be comfortable. Now we're rolling. Now we're not stuck. The reason why we're stuck is obedience has nothing to do with your convenience. So now we're stuck in disobedience because we're waiting for information that's at our convenience. We're also waiting for information that we can drag our old life into this new situation. Oh, so I make this move as long as I can take all this with me. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My obedience is predicated on soon as I find out, soon as I, I get the information I need. Even relationships. You know, we got all these standards. Keeping it real, we're not beating the standards. Now listen, listen, this is not a put down. This is the you know, we're family, right? A lot of times we had this list of sta- When I first had my list, I had a list I was carrying around for years, whether it was consciously or unconsciously. And and for years, I got this list, and then finally, you know, when I start really living for the Lord, I was like, okay, Lord, uh, this is what I'm looking for. And I summed it all up as the perfect woman. And he said, what's she going to get? Ugh! Uh! Then he gave me this picture of what that woman I was looking for would want. I wasn't a person, but I never, th- all those years, I had my list, I never thought about what they get. I just thought about what I wanted. That's all I ever thought about. So you know what the whole that was? Me. The person that I wanted required some things, obviously. (laughs) And I needed, needed, hey, I needed love, I needed patience, I needed to get up off that that New Jersey edge, I needed, this definitely over there going, amen, right? (laughs) Right, you know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of stuff, and there's still stuff that I have to get up off of, right? You see what I'm saying? But you understand, like, what are we doing here? We got this list. But we ain't meeting the list. So the reality is we stuck because we're playing off of something that we, we haven't been obedient to God to meet those demands. So when God goes, hey, I need you to go down there. Well, no, according to my list, I'm not rolling with that person. That don't line up with my list. And you know what God's saying? But we're not listening. You don't line up with your list. So why don't you go down on the road so I can get both of y'all together? Right? sometimes it's not it's, it's 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 not ready made it becomes ready-made like we married by faith through the uh uh relationship boot camp next month we married, we married by faith and you grow in love it, it's just some faith it costs something like like okay I'm sorry relationship boot camp is next next week right next month uh proverbs 24 30. Proverbs 24, verse 30. Look, it says, I went by the field of the slowful, that's the lazy person, and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. It says, And lo, it was grown over with thorns and nettles and covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to sleep, Show, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy one as an arm man. So look at this. Now, this says, I went by the field of the slow and the vineyard of a man void of understanding. It was grown over with thorns and nettles and covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Now, this is talking about a field, but we're like trees planted by rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in our season. What this is saying is when we're slowful, that's how our life is looking to God. It's just it's thorns and weeds. Like, can't nobody see you? You ever see a person that's not really obedient to God? They're in a dark place. As you can see, and then every time you go touch them, you get cut. Every time you go to reach out to them, the them, you get cut. And then to a point where you find yourself, try, uh, you know, I don't know if you've ever been around thorns and weeds and stuff like that, you know, especially when you used to play ball. or When I worked in upstate New York, we had to take kids on, tri- on trips in the field. And so you're like trying to, hey, hey, hey. First of all, I'm a city boy, so I was like, okay, let's see how we're going. Like, I'm trying to navigate how to get through this maze. I'm not just walking like this. You know, I'm like, okay, okay. Nah, nah, we just want we going, going. we going to go this way because I'm not going through all that. And then they had these, uh, I was, y'all might know what they are, but we would walk through these certain uh, weeds and, and these little balls would stick to you. I don't know what they are. I mean, huh? Cockerbugs? C-O-C-K-B-U-D-S? Uh, Cockerbugs or whatever. It don't even sound right, dude. It? Trying to stick to you. What'd you say? It's so hard to get off. And then, like, if we was balling and we ran through the field, you come out and you have all this stuff stuck to you. Well, guess what? That's what's happening in our life. We get all lazy. You got all this stuff sticking to you. You know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah, like you ain't even sign up for all the things sticking to you. Right? And this is what this is saying. Like, like we getting stuck in being lazy and slow for, and that's what's uh, affecting us. John chapter 9. Let's run over there real quick. John chapter 9, uh, verse 4. It says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Listen, I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. Now, when it says while it is day, when it's recognized, because I can see better when it's day, right? It says the night cometh when no man can work. When it says the night cometh, it's saying I can lose sight of all the stuff that I'm supposed to be attentive to, right? So I'm supposed to work. See, if I'm attentive, there's a light and I can take advantage of every opportunity. The scripture says buy up the, the moments or maximize the moments in Ephesians 5, 16. Um, and so there's, there's a window where you can maximize your moments and pick up momentum. If you're lazy, you can miss the moments. And now you can't really see clearly, but you're still trying to gain ground. But it's harder, you know, like you know, we drive back from New Jersey, back and forth from New Jersey. Well, you know I'm a little I'm older, but I really don't like driving at night if I don't have to. I can, obviously. <laughs> uh, but but she'll tell you, it's one thing that changes how I drive. If it's at night and it's pouring down raining, change my whole flow. Like I'll be trying to get where I'm going, I'm like, man, I can't see nothing out here. All the windshield wipers in the world, especially if you're driving through the mountains and you, you know, you're trying to get where you're going. I said I changed my whole flow. So I can't accelerate the same way. I can't hit those mountains the same way. Cause I can't see, I could barely see the stripes. But during the day, it could be raining or whatever, we get where we're going. Cause I can see. We get where we're going. Cause I can see. We get where we're going. Because we can see. If you allow yourself to be lazy, you're gonna lose sight, you're gonna miss the opportunity where you can see clearly the next step, the next direction, the thing that's supposed to increase your momentum. That's why we can't afford to allow some of these things uh, to weigh us down. The scripture says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time, maximize the moment. That's uh, Colossians 4, 5. So what it's saying is, If you're really locked in to what God is doing and you're attentive, you keep momentum with God. So it's almost like, uh, order my steps in the Lord, the song, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. It's it's, it's, uh, God is giving direction, here, go here. Holy Spirit shows you things to come. Here, go here, go here. But if you get yourself, if you get lazy, get weary and well doing, now you can't hear God clearly. Because the interests of the word, bring up light, gives understanding to the simple. So let's say I get lazy with the word. So I'm lazy with the word. I'm getting less light. If I'm getting less light, I can't see the path as clear. I can't recognize. I can't buy up the moments or maximize the moments cuz I can't see every moment. See, I don't got over I do got lazy with the word, So now I'm a little more clouded. Right? And so 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 now I'm going to flow different. And so as people approach me, I can't see clearly or who I'm even dealing with. So I can actually engage myself as someone that's been sent to get me stuck. Because I cause I feel good for a moment. I, 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 can, I can have someone get me stuck because they don't hustle me and by the time I get dig myself out of this ditch, but I just did it out of convenience. You see what I'm saying? I can't see the right way. So now I, I'm not walking in wisdom to them that are without in, in, in the, Uh, A New Living Translation says them that are outside of the not-believers, outside of the kingdom. It doesn't say you never will engage them, but you have to walk in wisdom with them. Well, see, if I'm stuck, if I'm clouded, I'm not walking in wisdom, now I can't see how to navigate, and I got got all this stuff sticking on me (laughs) without even realizing it, right? That's Colossians 4, 5, right? Uh, Psalm 39, 4 and 5. Let's go to Psalm 39, 4 and 5. No, we got quite a bit of scripture, but God really wants us to start picking back up momentum. So what did I say? Psalm 39, uh, verse 4 and 5. Look, it says, Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What is it that I may know how frail I am? Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and my age is as nothing before thee. Verily, every man, at his best state, is altogether vanity. So here he's he's uh, uh, another version says, "Or make me to know my end and the measure of my days. What is it that I may know how frail I am? Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and my age is as nothing before thee." I right, so so here. What he's saying is, help me to be aware of everything that's happening in every day. Like help me to recognize my limits within every day so I can pull on your wisdom and your strength to keep my momentum going. Basically, help me not to be overconfident in any level that I am because I might not be trusting, dependent, and pulling on you trying to go in myself. Right? And then, you know, uh, <laughs> a person uh, there's when a the snowstorm, right? They tell you, you, stay in the house, this, that, 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 and you got different people that may advise, Hey, hey, don't advise you, don't go out there. You might get stuck. And you know how some people go, I'm good, I'm good, I got this. And basically, they out there and they stuck. Right? <laughs> we hear them outside, right? We be like, hey, babe, look, there's another one. <laughs> Try to hit that corner. And then they try to hit it. with The little car tried to hit it hard. You know, like uh they sped up when they hit the turn of the corner. Zzz, zzz, and they start coming right back down that hill. <laughs> right? Stuck, right? And guys doesn't want our, our wheels spinning. He wants us to have traction so we can keep moving, right? He doesn't want us uh uh stuck. So he's saying that, uh David was like, Help me, Lord, to, to understand or be aware of the things that's going to help me to have that traction. Uh, Proverbs 20. Let's go there. You got plenty of scripture to study at home. Uh, just for the sake of time, I'm going to read it. Proverbs 20, verse 4. It says, The sluggard will not plow by reason of the cold. Therefore shall he beg and harvest and have nothing. So here you got the sluggard that's saying, Ah, it's cold. I'm not going to go out there and plow plow my land. But any farmer understands. The, the conditions that have nothing to do with you doing your job. You got to be consistent in getting that harvest going. So when the season comes, well, getting everything planted. So when the season comes for harvest, you have a harvest because there may ne- may never be favorable conditions. The scripture says, "He that studies the wind shall not sow." So the person is waiting for the, the best conditions to put even seed in the ground. But there's there's no such thing. You know, we used to be out there playing basketball. You know, you play out there. You know, you're in, you're in the northeast, so there's, the weather's colder. You always got winds blowing and things of that nature. And then, especially if you played on the Jersey Shore, they had a Jersey Shore League. And I remember the first time I went to a, a, the tryout, they had a – you know how the tennis courts have the big green nets, but they got them high so the ball don't go over. Well, they had them around the courts to block the wind. But they still didn't block the wind. That wind coming off that ocean, the Atlantic Ocean – Man, to be swirling. But if you said, Well, I'm going to wait for the wind to be right before I take a shot, go home. <laughs> There's never a right wind. If we were young, we'd be outside, and we try to stop to wait for the right wind before you take and shoot your foul shot. No, 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 no. You're going to have to learn how to shoot in the wind. That's what God's telling us. No matter what the conditions, you're going to have to learn how to pierce those conditions. Right? Because you can get stuck waiting for a favorable conditions. Right? You can get stuck. God can navigate you through all the conditions, right? The scripture says in Job chapter one, man is born, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. What it's saying is a lot of trouble within the days. The scripture says the days are evil. Maximize your moments because the days are evil. So it's saying that, 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 that in this, between that dash, the beginning and the end, there's a temporary. And it's saying maximize the temporary. If you really want to exp- a pull in and also eventually live in the eternal, you got to maximize your moments. We can't get casual with this thing. Uh, I'm going to share this with you. Uh, my sister shared it with me. Um, is by the author uh, Oswald Chambers. Uh, it's an author that you know. She exposed me to years ago. Um, he's he's gone and passed, but he's a powerful man of God. So it says in the middle, uh, it uh, it is in the middle that choices are made. Uh, the beginning and the end remain with God. The degrees of God are birth and death, and in between those limits, man makes his own distress or joy so it's saying like so so get God on, on the before birth is eternity and of course after death is eternity in the middle of that dash that's when we make the choices whether we're going to be in distress or joy you know, I said before you life and death blessings and curse and choose life so 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 God is is reminding us or telling us like don't get stuck in the dash live in your momentum to just your live by faith. Living your momentum within the dash and you'll find yourself living uh, living the, uh, in the overflow of the life that God has designed for us to live. The overflow is not um, something you're waiting on. It's something that's waiting on you. See, we're supposed to really live in obedience. We're not supposed to visit obedience or choose or decide whether we're gonna be obedient. I know, I know, God. god been getting on me for a long time. And I'm gonna say this respectfully, may have a little edge, it might not, I'm not sure. I was going to come out my mouth, but man, I'm tired of hearing that mess. Yeah, you know, God, yeah, 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 man, man, God, man. Really? Like, like, is, is that an option for God to be getting on you and God's been working on me? Man, I know, man, I know. No, no, we supposed to be doing. Like, we think we can risk not being obedient. We can risk momentum. And you know, you can't because it's so boring. Dead and there's uh, a lot of resentment involved. You almost gotta act like you enjoying life. God don't need us acting; He need us living. And He said, "I set it up for you to live, but you got to be obedient." And you can't keep excusing it on nobody. Nobody's per- uh, Who said it, uh, a Amelia? In, uh, in the play, nobody's perfect. The pastor's not even perfect, <laughs> right? Was that the line in the play? Yeah, I was- <laughs> boy i i was i, I watched it That it was good uh, but 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 that's it like we we plan off of that but what what is it uh what is the the holy spirit told Amelia? uh the, the, doesn't the bible says be perfect as i'm perfect <laughs> be holy as i'm holy it's it's telling you if that's your standard you gotta stay stuck with me you gotta be obedient you gotta keep listening to me you gotta be attentive to me you gotta keep a momentum going and i was i was uh uh, we was playing this morning, so uh, we had lost a game. So we sit sitting down, so this was one guy, you know, he's playing. So he said, man, I got to go to the treadmill. He said, I got to keep a sweat going. He said, I got to keep a sweat going because if I don't, he said, I ain't going to be able to play no more. He said, he's about 30 something years old. So I came around and I got on the bike. He said, he said, man, you, I, I know it. You got to keep a sweat going, you got to keep going. And the point is true, like, if you are playing and you're loose, and you roll it, and then you just sit down, your muscles are contracted. So there's a chance you're gonna stiffen up. So it's best, if you watch the pros, you'll see guys, they pull them out, they, they got a bike on the side. Because they gotta keep the momentum going, they gotta keep, keep everything loose, keep everything moving. If you don't, you can, you can tighten up. I'm not talking about sports, I'm talking about our life. If you don't keep yourself in a momentum, you can tighten up to a point where if somebody places a demand on you and try to stretch you beyond sitting at the house you're gonna snap back in pain you gonna like they ain't doing nothing they just loving on you hey let's go do something, something hey hey listen everybody was trying to get me to do something, something. L- listen what you trying to say no one's try- like the uh, was it a million somebody in the play and nobody trying to say nothing uh, oh, it was Trina was talking to Amelia at 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 the at the job. That's what was at the job. She's like, "You need some help." What you trying to say? I started this business with you, you know. And and and, and th- they did it good. Like when they played it out, and when she first said it, I said, "Is she like snapping back for un- no reason?" And when you watched it, look, 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 yeah. there you go. <laughs> but when you watched it, you, you it like you laugh, but it's actually reality. There was no reason for her to snap. She just asked if she needs help. But she was in her head going, what you trying to say? Do you need help? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, like, like. But how many of us are doing the same thing? What you trying to say? What you mean by that? What you trying to you trying to say I'm stupid? No, I'm trying to ask you if you need help. <laughs> I said what I was saying. Right, and so God is trying to get us to, to to pick up momentum, so we don't snap back and 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 uh, actually now uh, something my wife was talking about earlier today, we can now flow in agreement now. Yeah, you know, so you're talking about the different levels of you know we'll share. Um, I'll share something with you at the end of the service, but but God God is trying to get us to uh, di- different levels of agreement alright he's trying to get us but the hold up a lot of times is if we stuck so when God says so look God says hey we about to move well if we have no momentum you ain't trying to move <laughs> you ain't trying to do nothing out of your comfort zone but if you're in momentum and you're listening to God you're being obedient to God you would be like hey what we doing Like, like 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 we get calls now hey hey uh uh such and such is dealing with something at the hospital. Hey, let's roll. Two, three in the morning, let's roll, because we're moving. But imagine if we just started the church so we could just sit back and chill at the crib. You know, somebody calls to go to the hospital, be like, man, call uh sister Debbie up. Can't she go go to the hospital or something like that? I ain't nobody trying to go to no hospital. <laughs> she said she'll get somebody to take her. But you know what I'm saying? Like like, like you're trying to figure, no, nah, no, nah, we got momentum. Like, we like, hey, let's roll, let's roll. What do we need to do? You know, we were doing all this traveling recently. We like, hey, let's go. Ain't no, we ain't got time to be looking at a schedule because we're already moving. But if you ain't moving, you're like, oh, man. New Year's, we got to be here for New Year's. We got another rehearsal. Oh, man. Messing up my, uh, what's what's it? Uh, uh, Meredith First Sights. Come on, got me at the church, man. I'm missing all my episodes, right? You you understand what I'm saying? Like, God's trying to get us in momentum, so when he say, let's roll, we rolling. We're not, oh, man, game, come on. Yeah, you want me at church on Sunday. Then you talking about getting up early to pray? Man, it's my sleep time. Ain't nobody trying to get up and pray. Then Lord knows, uh, uh, we got discipleship class at nine fifteen on Sunday. Are you kidding me? That's, I'm getting some overtime, man. I'm not getting up at nine fifteen. You saying we, we don't? We're, we're in lazy mode, making decisions from lazy mode or convenience mode, not making decisions from obedience mode. That's the difference. Now, when we're making decisions from obedience mode, when God says something to do something, actually, y'all waiting on it. Man, What's the pastors get this revelation so we can get moving. <laughs> then when we, we say something like, finally, I've been waiting for the longest. I thought, I thought you never get it. I've been talking to God about this. I thought we'd be making some moves a long time ago. Glad you got with the program, pastor, versus, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. Relationship boot camp, I'm not coming out for that. Right now, I'm not even thinking about a relationship. (laughs) Everybody in our life is relationship. Aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. Everybody. Friends. Co-workers. It's all, that's what we call a relationship boot camp, not marriage boot camp. Everybody included. Look, look Everybody, I know what I said. All right, that's enough for today.